Well, I'm I'm on on the winning side. side. Yes, I'm on on the winning side. side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, March 16th, and we are back on The Winning Side broadcast, and uh, I appreciate you so much tuning in. Let us know you're listening, 252 308-4600. You can call us. You can text us. Let us know on Facebook. And uh, I'm sorry about yesterday. We had planned to do the winning side and we had something come up and uh, kind of a last minute thing. And so anyway, we are back and I hope you were still on the winning side yesterday, even though we didn't have the broadcast. And uh, I hope you live every day on the winning side, living, uh, walking with Jesus and living close to Him and living in the Word of God and living in prayer and uh, just rejoicing in the promises of God. What a privilege we have to serve God. And I'm thankful for victory in Jesus. We are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. You'll hear that a lot this year. You've already heard it a lot. It'll sound like a broken record, but that's a good reminder for all of us that we have victory in Jesus. Happy anniversary on Sunday to Tommy and Lisa Daughtry. And then yesterday, happy birthday to Kendall Dixon and Joyce Gardner and Shannon Knight. Uh, My wife and I, we had our anniversary yesterday, 19 years, hard to believe. And uh, God's been so good to us. And thank you to our church for uh, recognizing us on Sunday and being so kind to us. And then today, happy anniversary to Thomas and Melissa Dixon. And then happy birthday today to Hamilton Morris and Linda Overton. I hope you folks have a wonderful day today. I want to remind you about our spring revival coming up next week. It's next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, March the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, 7 o'clock every night with Brother Mark Swanson. We'll be uh, meeting in the auditorium. We'll be online. We'll be on the radio. We'll be on our website. We'll be on YouTube. And uh, I hope that you will plan to tune in and be praying for that revival. Uh, Don't forget also, uh, this Sunday, again, we'll have our online Sunday school class at 1015. And uh, I hope that was a blessing to you this past Sunday. We had a lot of folks that tuned in. And then uh, don't forget, Sunday, drive-in service, Sunday school, morning service, evening service, be a great, great day uh, in God's house. And then I'm looking forward to our service tomorrow night and uh, Wednesday night, prayer meeting, Bible study. We've got one of our missionaries that's back to give an update, and it'll be a wonderful time together for church. I want you to hear this song. Uh, I'm preaching tomorrow night from the book of Jeremiah. We're in our series. And uh, Jeremiah 32 Uh, there is a question that is asked in verse 27. I'll be preaching about it tomorrow night if I get that far in the chapter. Hopefully I will. But the question is asked, and God says, He says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? It's a great question. And I'll tell you, the answer to that question is absolutely not. There's nothing too hard for God. But sometimes we act like there are things too hard for God and we limit God by uh, not having faith that God can do what He says He will do. And so I want you to listen to this song and I want you to think about the words, is anything too hard for God? 
song and uh, I hope it was a blessing to you and I hope that while you were listening to that song I hope you were thinking about some things in your own life that are pretty big and may seem like they're impossible but with God all things are possible nothing is too hard for God and uh, praise the Lord for that truth Daniel chapter 4 in your Bibles we uh, talked about last week how that Nebuchadnezzar um, he had it all going for him he was in his palace, and he was protected, and he was, uh, had peace, and he was prosperous, and all those great things, but he was proud. And Nebuchadnezzar's pride is what brought on his destruction, and our pride is, will, is what will bring on our destruction. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Don't ever forget that we are nothing without God, and may God help us to be humble and to walk in humility. In Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar had a terrifying dream. Now we've been talking a lot about dreams in the book of Daniel because that seems to be kind of the theme throughout the book. And remember uh, back in Daniel chapter 1 that God blessed Daniel with the ability to interpret dreams. That may not have seemed like a big deal at the time, but God knew that Daniel was going to need that ability and God blessed him with that uh, uh, ability to interpret dreams. In Nebuchadnezzar's dream, None of the wise men could interpret the dream. 
Finally, Daniel was called in to interpret the dream and Nebuchadnezzar told him the dream. And he told him in his dream that there was an enormous tree that grew up in the middle of the earth. Everything about the tree was great. Kind of sounds like uh, Nebuchadnezzar. You know, everything he had was going great. It was awesome. Everything about the tree was great. The height of the tree, the leaves of the tree, the fruit of the tree, the shade that that uh, tree provided for all the beasts of the field. Everything was great. But something happened in that dream. In the dream, there was an angel that came down from heaven and commanded that the tree be cut down and that only the stump would be left. In verse number 15, we see that the focus shifts from a tree to a man. It says in verse number 15, let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. It goes on to say that this man, we're talking about a man, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, who was represented by a tree, but this man's heart would be changed from a man's heart to a beast's heart, and seven times would pass over this man. The purpose of this judgment would be so that men would know, that everybody would know that God rules in the kingdom of men, and God gives it to whoever he chooses. Daniel gives the interpretation to Nebuchadnezzar, and he tells Nebuchadnezzar, he says, I got news for you, buddy. This dream and this tree that gets cut down, it's you. This is all about God's judgment upon you, Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel then reveals God's sevenfold judgment or seven-phase judgment on Nebuchadnezzar. He pleads with Nebuchadnezzar to repent. You would think Nebuchadnezzar would say, absolutely, Daniel, you're right, I was wrong, I need to get right with God, but that's not what happens. The Bible tells us that Nebuchadnezzar would not repent. He would not get things right with God. And then, to top it all off, this blows my mind, at the end of 12 months, Nebuchadnezzar still had not made things right with God. Can I tell you, that ought to show us the long-suffering and the mercy of God. God pronounced this judgment on Nebuchadnezzar. He gave him a whole year to get right, and he never did. And at the end of 12 months, we see that Nebuchadnezzar is still proud. He is still arrogant. And the Bible says that while he was in the middle of speaking his proud and boastful words, God's judgment fell upon him. And here is the judgment that fell. Number one, God said that the kingdom would be departed from him. That great kingdom that he was in charge of, he would lose it. He said that, uh, God said that Nebuchadnezzar would be driven from men. All of the family, all of the friends, all of the people he associated with, he would no longer have that relationship with them. Number three, his dwelling would be with the beasts of the field. He would literally live out in the field, in the pasture, with the cattle and with the sheep and with the goats, and he would literally live like and live with the animals. The Bible says that every morning his body would be wet with the dew. Uh, his hairs would grow out like eagle's feathers. His nails would grow like bird's claws. Uh, the next part of the judgment was that he would eat grass as the oxen. Here's a man who went from having the nicest and the finest foods and everything he could ever imagine to eating the grass with the beasts. 
Then it's number five that seven times would pass over him. Seven years would pass before this judgment would be fulfilled. I want to tell you, seven years is a long time to live like an animal. Uh, Seven months would be a long time. Seven days, uh, uh, seven minutes. But here's Nebuchadnezzar, seven years he would live like the animals until the judgment would last until he knew that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. And lastly, this judgment would last until Nebuchadnezzar realized that God gives the kingdom. God gives the power to whomever he chooses. This time, after the judgment was pronounced, it had been pronounced a year ago in a dream, Nebuchadnezzar did not get right. He's still proud. He's still boasting. He's talking about how great he is. The judgment comes, and this time it is immediate. After seven years of insanity, we see that Nebuchadnezzar was restored. After living like a beast and losing seven years of his life, Nebuchadnezzar had a story to tell. We'll talk about that some tomorrow, but I want to ask you a couple questions as we close today. Uh, Number one, uh, what does God have to do to get your attention? You know, you'd think he would have gotten Nebuchadnezzar's attention with this dream and with the interpretation and all the judgment that was coming, but Nebuchadnezzar sailed on his merry way. And for a whole year, and I bet the longer he went, I bet the more emboldened he got. He thought, oh, God didn't judge me. Yeah, God, yeah, Daniel didn't know what he was talking about, and God's not really going to do anything. Well, can I tell you, judgment came, and God had to get Nebuchadnezzar's attention. The second thing I want to ask you is this, is uh, what, what would happen if you and I would have to lose days or weeks or months or years of our lives. Think about all the people that would be impacted. Think about your marriage. Think about your children. Think about uh, your family, your friends. Think about your church family. Uh, I don't want to experience the judgment of God, and I don't want to have time lost. I don't want to have regrets. I want to make every day count for God. What a tragedy that Nebuchadnezzar wasted seven years of his life. got good news for you. You don't have to waste your life. And I don't have to waste my life. We can live our life for God. That's why we want to get right with God. And that's why we want to stay right with God. Stay humble. Walk with God. And uh, remember that God always resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Winning Side broadcast. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.